This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show. I'm even more excited about the state of the country right now. We are uh, slowly but surely getting back to normal. I hear a lot of people taking vacations, going to travel and eat out and do all the things that uh, make America, America. Fourth of July looks like it was pretty promising for a lot of people. And that's really what it's all about. It's just a reminder, you know, that we we do live in a free country, even though it hadn't really felt like it for the last last year and a half with the whole uh, pandemic issues. But it seems like we're trending in the right direction. And uh, I, I like to see that for people. I like to see that for the country. Uh, that's just what we need. And today I'm super excited to share a unique situation, a unique story uh, that happened to me recently. And um, I just learned so much. I had a unique experience that I just learned an incredible amount uh, about life, about business, about excellence, dedication, all the things we teach and preach and talk about on this show. But uh, a few weeks ago, I, um, I had the opportunity to go to a world-class barbecue, uh, excuse me, a world-class barbecue establishment in Le- Lexington, Texas. And Lexington, I didn't even know where Lexington, Texas was, but it's a really small town um, out between Austin and College Station. It's a town of about 1,300 people. I think 1,389 is the exact population, so it's a little bitty place. And if, for those of you that don't know me, they, they, I will absolutely drive out of my way to go to a great barbecue restaurant. I love barbecue. I have a passion for barbecue. I will drive hundreds of miles out of my way. I will stand in line. I will beg uh, to get the last bite. I'm crazy about barbecue. So that's just something that's always been a a part of my life. And I I believe I got it honest. My grandfather had a barbecue business for the better part of 50 years in Andrews, Texas. And I got to watch and help him when I was a kid. When I was a young kid, I went to an elementary school called Clear Fork Elementary in Andrews. And his house was about 300 yards from uh, from the school. So when I got out of school from the first grade through about the fourth grade, I would walk to his house and he would be making barbecue. So he was kind enough to let me help out, pitch in and uh, really pretty patient. I look back on it now and I think about it, I was probably driving him crazy. But I do remember him allowing me to help a lot. And that was always just a, one of my oldest childhood memories. And some of the best memories is getting out and helping him make barbecue. So I, I've got to see how hard good barbecue, how, how much hard work goes into good barbecue. I mean, it starts early in the morning. I know for him, he would get up about 3 a.m. and light his pits and let his coals start to burn down. and he kind of had an interesting setup. He had his kitchen was actually at his house and he would make barbecue basically all day long. And that's everything from scratch, you know, 50, 60 briskets, uh, ribs, uh, big, huge pots of beans, coleslaw, potato salad, made his own sauce, made 60 dozen tamales. And what he would do is he'd load all this stuff up in this 1953 school bus that he had put kind of a homemade kitchen in. And this was way back in the seventies and eighties. Okay. So he would put all this barbecue in this school bus. And then by 6 p.m., he would go to the grocery store parking lot and he'd plug in his generator and he'd sell barbecue out of this 1953 school bus. And this thing was about as homemade as it comes. I mean, he literally painted on the side of it his prices and what he sold and all this stuff. 
But I look back on it now and I'm thinking he's so far ahead of his time. A food truck hadn't even been thought of back then. And now uh, that he was doing that, he was doing a food truck way back when. And that's the way he did it for 50 years. And people would actually be waiting for him to get to the grocery store parking lot so that they could buy his barbecue. And typically, you know, he would sell out anywhere between two and three hours. He was sold out. So I remember all this as a child and how much work went into it and how careful he was with his preparation and how dedicated he was to it and really how much he loved it. And just because I know what goes into good barbecue, I just tend to appreciate it more. I just love it when I can find a place that is just fantastic and people are truly loving what they're doing. And I got this idea to go to Lexington, Texas off the Netflix series. It's called The Chef's Table. If you had not seen The Chef's Table on the Netflix series, Definitely go and watch that. They toured a whole bunch of barbecue joints all over the country. And uh, everybody has their unique technique. And I, what I love so much about it is uh, how passionate and how, how much conviction each and every person has in their own unique way of making barbecue. I mean, they really pour their heart and soul and everything they've got into doing this. And they truly believe their way is the best way, even though they can appreciate all the different types of barbecue all over the world. But... Um, so this this barbecue restaurant in, in Lexington, Texas, the name of it is Snow's Barbecue. So Snow's Barbecue has been around, I think it's been around for about 45 years. And it is known for super long lines, people standing in line. I mean, it literally people stand in line for seven, eight hours for barbecue. So um, there's no hotels in, in Lexington, Texas. There's a couple of convenience stores, a feed store, antique shop and uh you know, a couple other little things. I think there's a feed lot or a slaughterhouse or something. I saw, saw lots of people hauling their cows in on Saturday morning, but there's just not a lot there. And so we had to actually stay in Giddings, Texas. And that's that's about 18 miles up the road. And we drove in and everybody we talked to just said, get there early, get there early, get there early. So we got to Snow's Barbecue at 6.15 a.m. Okay, so we're thinking we're going to have have barbecue at some time before noon. But we got there at 6.15 a.m. and we were number 270 and 271 in line. And this is a weird experience. So the sun is just now coming up and there is a line and Snow's Barbecue is not on the main street that runs through Lexington, Texas. It's a couple of streets over and all of a sudden you just come up on this place and there's cars parked everywhere. There's motor homes, there's buses, there's all kinds of stuff parked and people walking down the street to go get in this line. And at 6.15, we were number 270 and 271. So after the shock of that, we're thinking, okay, well, we may get barbecue. We may not because we also heard that they do sell out. They sell out each and every day. But you think being there at 615, you should be good. You should be in a good position. But um, everybody that showed up just had the kind of the same reaction and same expression on their face. They're looking at this like, I really can't believe this. A town of 1,389 people, people will flock from all over the world to come experience this barbecue. So I've done the, the Franklin's thing in Austin, and that was excellent barbecue. That was well worth the three and a half hour wait. But this was a whole different ballgame. I mean, this was a whole different deal. The line had already wrapped from the from the door of the restaurant all the way around the building, all the way out to the street. And here we are, 270, 271 at 615 in the morning, and people are still flooding in, piling in. But this is what makes it so great. And this is what I, I just love about this experience is that for one, we got to meet people all over the world. I mean, the people directly behind us, they were from Costa Rica. I mean, Costa Rica to Lexington, Texas to come eat barbecue. 
Uh, there were people from Georgia, Alabama, New York, Pennsylvania. Uh, met people from all over the place. Some people had been there before and they were in the line again to do it all over again. And as you're in this line, you just start to wonder, you're like, okay, so what time did the people that are to this point in the line, what time did they get there? And after a while, I figured out that um, that in order to be in the top 100 people, you had to get there at 3 a.m. in the morning. So the top 100 got there at 3 a.m. And the front of the line was there at 10 p.m. on Friday night. Okay, so they camped out all night long. They had their tent set up. And they had the campfire set up. They camped out all night long in order to get barbecue at 8.30 a.m. when this place opens. So uh, it's two, two things that draw people to Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, Texas. One, they have an excellent product. The barbecue is absolutely off the charts, phenomenal, amazing. Um, I'm going to tell you, you've got to do it once. You've got to do it once for two reasons. One, for the barbecue, and two, for the experience. The experience is unbelievable. It kind of just, it, it really reminds you uh, of what makes America so great. And the second thing that makes Snow's Barbecue so unique is the pitmaster. The there's a lady there. Her name is Tootsie Tomines. I believe I said her name right, Tootsie Tomines. And she is the pitmaster and she's 86 years old. And she's 86 years old and she can outwork most 25 year olds. So Everyone, as soon as they get there, what they do is they kind of take a look at the place from the front. They get their their uh, YouTube videos and their Facebook lives and that sort of thing. And then everyone goes to take a peek to see if Tootsie is actually making the barbecue. So Tootsie is a legend in the barbecue world. OK, so she's been making barbecue for 45 plus years uh, she actually had her own barbecue restaurant. Her and her husband started in, in Giddings, Texas. I think it's called the City Street Market in Giddings. But he eventually fell ill and uh, she sold that restaurant in order to take care of him. And then she had the opportunity to come and work for, for Snow's sometime later. So everybody is there for the barbecue and to see if Tootsie is still doing what Tootsie does. And that particular day, they made 80 briskets, and I believe he said uh, close to 300 racks of ribs, and I don't know how many links of sausage and all this stuff, but Tootsie actually shows up to Snow's Barbecue at 1 a.m., okay? So she gets there at 1 a.m. to get the pits lit and start getting the meat prepared and start getting ready for the day, and basically, she's one of a couple of people there at 1 a.m., and it, Sometimes you see things on TV and it's never really like exactly what you see on TV. This was identical to what I saw in the Netflix series. In fact, the same vehicle that was on the Netflix series is the same vehicle that she drives. The same bumper stickers that are on her back window are, are there. So we got to see the whole thing. She looks exactly like in person as she does on the on the Netflix series, which was this was just pretty neat. I mean, the whole thing was just there was not one thing that was fabricated or staged or just for the interview or nothing else. I mean, it was the same pits, the same place, the same dusty parking lot and the same great people just genuinely loving what they do. And so you go by and you could actually see Tootsie and she was never still. I never saw her sit down in a seven hour wait. I never saw her sit down on a single time. And I said, you heard that right. A seven hour wait. So I stood in line or sat in line. I had my little nylon chair and we sat in line for seven hours until we finally got barbecue. They were out of a few things. We were able to get a few things. 
but it really didn't even matter. It was about the experience. The barbecue was great. We got to see Tootsie. When we got done eating, we were able to go and have our pictures taken with him. It was actually my birthday, so they were, they told me happy birthday. It was just all the things that that you know in my head when I got there. I thought you know I'm six fifteen in the morning and it's 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 I'm two seventy and two seventy one in line. And all I can think, this goes against everything that I've ever been taught about any business. Okay, so it goes against everything. I've always heard location, location, location. Um, this location was a, a town of 1,389 people, and it wasn't even on the main street of that small town. And it was across the street from the slaughterhouse where they were actually slaughtering cows, I believe, or a feedlot one in town. I don't even know what was happening. I just know there was a lot of cow trailers coming down the road while we were waiting in line for for the barbecue. And this is just not supposed to happen. You're not supposed to have um, the, the popularity that you have in a town of 1,389 people. But it reminded me of how important it is to be great at what you do. And it's one thing to become good at what you do. It's another thing to become great at what you do. It's something else to be iconic at what you do. And clearly Tootsie is an icon. Uh, she's definitely an icon in the barbecue world. And I think one, her her dedication and her age has a lot to do with it, but she makes excellent barbecue and people just have to come and see it and experience for themselves. And that supersedes the idea behind location, location, location. Uh, it supersedes the idea that people won't wait in line for what you offer, or what you have. Uh, if you're good enough at what you do, people will come from anywhere in the world. Um, I was actually talking to the owner and the owner said there's been several people that have come from places like Hong Kong multiple times just to eat barbecue. OK, so this is this is just a lesson. This is just a lesson to that we can all use. And it just reminded me, you know what, if you get good enough at what you do, um, you will never have a problem selling your product or service. You will absolutely never have a problem. So here Tootsie is 45 years into this. She never thought it. I'm sure she never thought it was going to turn into this where people would actually camp out uh, from 10 p.m. to 8.30 a.m. in order to be first in line to make sure they got to sample every bit of her barbecue, right? So this is this is just a, it, it's an awesome story. It's heartwarming to me. Uh, I just love the fact that that it, it just tells you that no matter no matter what, the number one thing we can all gain from this is figuring out how to be the best, right? If you're the best at what you do, people will show up. People will demand what you have um, because there's no doubt about it. You don't just swing through tick tootsies and and pick up a sandwich, right? I mean, this is a seven hour wait. It's for everyone. I mean, the people that spent the night, they still they just did it a little different. They spent their weight camping, whereas we spent our our weight in line. And but everyone had a good time. It was it was it was so interesting. I did not see a single person arguing, bickering, upset about the length of time. I mean, people just got to know one another. It was pretty much understood when you got there that it was going to take the whole entire day. It also it was also understood that you may or may not get barbecue because they just simply run out. Uh, the owner of the place was super nice. He would come out and tell tell you, you know, where they were at. We're running out of this. We're running out of that. We're getting close on this. If you're to this point in line, there's a good chance you probably won't get any barbecue. So you may want to come back another day, another time. Um, and it was just, it was just, it was just as, as pure and wholesome and and as honest as an operation. Um, 
and, and people just enjoyed themselves. And that's what I just love about this entire situation. Typically, when we have to wait in line for anything, we're always worried about what we're not getting to, right? So we grow impatient. We are irritable. And I, you know, me standing in line personally, this is one of these things that I just rarely do. I mean, I will do just about anything to, to not have to stay in line. I will pay double. I will, I will bribe people. I will do whatever it takes to not have to stand in line. But this particular day, I just knew that's that's what what was part of it. And um, honestly, I wouldn't miss the line for anything because that was part of the experience. That was that was really part of the greatest part of it is meeting people from all over the world. And and people would talk about the other barbecue places they'd been to and they would recommend places you should go try. And we could kind of compare them um, all together. So it's just people that had a passion for barbecue, but ultimately they really wanted to see a true genius and master at work. And that was Tootsie. And she was never still. She was doing exactly what she was doing in the Netflix series. She was working with meat. She was working with coals. She had these shovels with these hot coals and she was tending to the pits. And if she wasn't doing that, she was sweeping something or she was she was washing something or doing dishes. She was never still the entire time. And she's 86 years old and it gets better. She still has a part time job as a janitor. I believe the Netflix series, I believe they said it was a, the, the junior high, but I talked to someone in Giddings and they said, well, she's still at the high school. She's a part-time janitor at the high school five days a week. And then she comes to Snow's Barbecue at 1 a.m. on Friday morning. And she is there till about 4.30, 5 o'clock until the last, till they run out of barbecue, basically. So um, at 86 years old, this has to inspire you. Um, if you're, if you're you know, making excuses for your life, uh, for not putting things in action, for not making things go. Um, that This is just a lesson to me. And that's the one thing I got from this entire experience is like, it just told me, don't make any excuses for anything, right? There are no excuses. You're never too old. You know, you never, you, you never can blame it on your location. You can never really blame it on your uh, on your, what it takes to do it as far as the resources you have to get started. Above all, you just get started. And once you get started, I think things just tend to fall into place. And eventually, the most important thing you can do for yourself is just make sure you are aiming towards being the very best at what you do. Because if you become the if you become the best, um, your your success is endless. I mean, no matter how many days or months or weeks Tootsie was there, they are going to sell out a barbecue. They are never going to have a shortage of people. I'm quite certain that people would sit and stand in the rain in order to get this barbecue. I'm sure they would do it in the snow. Uh, you just kind of had this, this feeling that no matter what, people were there to do everything they could to experience uh, a genius in action. And the thing I got from it most is there are no excuses. Okay. So there's no, there, there's no excuses. We can all make them, but it's ultimately what you believe. Um, what you believe, because I saw this this whole thing. And, and, you know, here we are between Austin and College Station. It's kind of centered between Bastrop and, and Austin and College Station. There are lots of options for her for them to move that barbecue restaurant to a big city, because a lot of people think your business can't make it unless you're in a big city. But nope, they just they just made a better product. They have a great product. And people come from far and wide knowing that there's no hotels, that they're going to have to drive. They may have to camp, um, but people make the best of it. People make fun out of it. And it's it's just a it's, it was an incredible experience. So the barbecue was great, but watching a true genius in action was even better. So the lesson of the day is is just whatever you're aspiring to do and whatever you do, maybe you already do what you do, but it just reminds you that that 
you know, can you do it at a higher level? And what would happen if you truly became the best at what you do? If you truly become the best at what you do, uh, people are going to find you. People are going to demand your services. And not to mention that, people are going to pay you very well. Because let me tell you, Snow's Barbecue isn't cheap. Uh, I watched several people come out of there with literally one plate, you know, one plate. And, and you go to these barbecue restaurants, they have these trays and they throw the brown paper down and they plop the barbecue on the tray. I saw several trays that I know were over five to seven hundred dollars. OK, five to seven hundred dollar trays of barbecue because it's that good. People want the experience. So don't be afraid to charge what you do. But most importantly, Spend your time and dedication becoming the best at what you do, and you will never, ever have a shortage of demand. God bless. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Y'all have a good one.